Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Raven. Nevermore. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. After your long weekend that you had off work, how the devil are you? You would think a long weekend away in the wilderness, a very a very manufactured, safe version of the wilderness, but the wilderness, no less, would recharge one, would make you full of energy. It was a break. Hmm. Nah, not with not with the amount I drunk. Oh, I feel mate. lousy. <laughs> oh, no. Are you like dead tired in that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, because we were staying up late, getting up late, oh. drinking the Guinnesses from about 4 p.m. onwards. A lot of carbs. There was a Krispy Kremes outlet in, uh, there were like four different Krispy Kremes outlets, you know, like four? the little stands. Oh, right, like a stand. I thought you meant like a shop. Like, no. like, you're, only, you're only at like centre parks. You don't mm. need four Krispy Kreme outlets in one centre parks location. You say that, but there were, there were legit four Starbucks outlets. Come on. Okay, I mean, perhaps I'm off base here then, but how mm. big is a centre park? Usually they're pretty big. Uh, this one is a little bit smaller, but I would say, you know, on a bicycle it would take you about 15 minutes to cycle round. So pretty big. 15 minutes. 15 minutes on a bicycle. One, one five. So one five. It's, so it's no bigger than like a town centre. I would say it's bigger than a town centre. Okay. Like a Reading. I mean, I'm only using Reading because that's my cultural uh, touch points. But it's bigger than Dartford town centre, definitely. <laughs> But it doesn't sound as big as Reading Town Centre, because I think that would take you longer to cycle around than 15 minutes. And that has maybe three Starbucks, 
I mm. would say, maybe. And one of those is in like the Oracle shopping center, which is like this huge, um, like Westfield like shopping center places. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I take your point. Too many Starbucks per square meter. Uh, but yeah, I, I ate a lot of Krispy Kremes. Is, is the, mm. I ate a lot of donuts and sweet things and everyone else. Because, you know, I went with five other people, three couples. Uh, they're, I, I eat more chocolate than most people. Didn't know uh, this. I don't know if I would have said this about you either. Because I don't think you particularly got much of a sweet tooth. In the in the years that we have worked together, mm. I feel like it has been me that has brought around like sweet treats for people, like to enjoy around the office. When you get them, you are quite quick to nom 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 gobble and, them and, up. And yeah, you gobble them up. But it's not like you are going out of your way to get sweet treats. It's like <clears> you well, have that's the thing. because they're there. Most people don't have more willpower. I think everyone else, everyone roughly has the same amount of willpower. The problem they make is buying chocolate to keep in the house or buying unhealthy things to keep in the house. Because I know if there's chocolate near me, you've seen it happen on live reactions. I'm going to eat all of it. Oh, yeah. I've got I mean, no self-control. I've got to move it away from you. You even say, you know, you have to move that away from me because otherwise yeah. I will just eat the whole lot of them. I've got I've legit got no self-control, but I'm very good at cutting things off at the source. Uh, but. <laughs> Holiday Ollie isn't. Holiday Ollie oh, yeah. will buy everything, get all the treats. Ollie Day. Ollie Day. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, I am covered in bruises from the uh, flagrant violations of the rules of the rapids. You better, have you been to centre parks? I have. Well, I'm not posh, so I've never been to a centre park. Oh, I'm from a working class I background. Mean, so I didn't... we only went to uh, mm. Butlins and Haven Holiday Homes. Son of a police officer and a uh, call center worker over here. <laughs> I am also working class. Yeah, from I, posh Dartford. I don't think it is. From Have you been to Dartford? <laughs> it was named the, the capital Chav City of the world when I was Just growing up. Uh, but yes. <laughs> no, um, uh, I, I, if, if Center Parks is posh to you, then you, you need to pull up your socks. <laughs> Well, I have this with my, because I, I, I say it a lot to wind my wife up, because she used to go to a centre parks as well. And I'd be like, oh, bloody hell, yous were posh, because we used to go to Butlins and that. And that's why, like, you know, when we were talking about this in the office and, you, and someone said, it's posh Butlins, mm -hmm. I then said, yes, it's Tory Butlins. Because I just think Hilarious of it as, like, this, I just think of it as this incredibly posh place to go, because we never went. We would only go to Butlins. Now, I'm not saying there's anything bad against the Butlins. Do you know who loves the Butlins? Luke Owen loves the Butlins. I think Butlins is terrific. Went there for a stag do a couple of years ago, the one in my net. Superb. Absolutely superb for exactly what you need. And I would love to take a family the holiday there. I don't think my wife's going to go for it, though, because I think she'd much rather go to Centre Parks. Yeah, because of the rapids. So you've got a large central hub, which sounds like it's been named for SEO purposes. It's called <laughs> Subtropical Paradise Pool Center. Oh, I like that. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't doesn't flow, really. It's it's a <laughs> WWE pay-per-view. WWE presents Subtropical <laughs> Pool Swimming Area Zone. Paradise. Uh, and it's got like it's got like this, you know, just it, it pulls inside the bubble. There's a few like it's big dome. Uh, there's a bunch of flumes. 
which we managed to hack quite quickly. We figured out the optimum weight distribution to make us go very fast, <laughs> too, too fast down some of them. And <clears throat> we got air. I never got air. But the other guys, they got air when they went off a bit of the of the flume. It was one of those cones you know, when you, mm-hmm. get, you you go down the flume and you sort of just keep going round and round and round and round and you fall down a plug hole in the bottom. Uh, yeah. But the rapids are a little bit that go outside. So you're outside and it's like a very fast, lazy river and the current mm-hmm. pulls you down. Yeah, yeah. And we played Limbs, uh, a game that we invented, where everyone, you, you have to be holding someone else's limb by the time you reach <laughs> the bottom. Right. Okay. Uh, back first, no turnses was also a rule. <laughs> yeah, which is very dangerous. We a lot of us hit our heads on the <laughs> on corners of things. Oh dear! And this this climaxed uh, this sort of competitive couples tournament throughout the weekend, and just anything we could make a competition out of to human body bowling. Uh, the the floor of the chalet was quite slidey and we drunk a lot of beer so we made a mm. pyramid of beer cans and slid ourselves into them you're not when allowed you to use your arms yourself, are you sliding on your feet like you know when you're at a school hall for a disco no, front. You, you take your shoes off oh you no. would go slide on your front oh yeah. okay i never figured it out i would always turn into them and end up just rolling so i've just mm. got i've got loads of bruises down one side of my body Whereas uh, my lady partner, I was so proud of her, could properly <laughs> face plant into all of the cans. Well, that's because she's like, you know, in the circus and that. She's like a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like she's yeah, got, she knows like, how to she, do it. She's, basically, she's basically been training for this moment. Very proud. So proud. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a, a lovely weekend. What did you get up to? Uh, Hell in a Cell. Had, uh, well, yeah, it was Hell in a Cell, but I went to the pub on Saturday with um some friends of mine um unfortunately though because our original plan was to go to london we're all going to get the train into london and go for a few drinks however cases on the up on the up so (laughs) it's coming (laughs) home it's coming home it's coming variants are coming home And I don't want this to be, it's COVID home. I, I, I don't really fancy mm. that in my household. So um, we instead drove to a country pub. I had to drive to Smeggin Woking, which is like an hour and a half away from my house. Oh. But it's also an hour away from Dave and it's an hour away from Chris and John. So like, because we're all quite disparate around the country, <laughs> we found like a central point for us as, as best mm. as we could. Um, we had a table booked from two until seven. So we could have like, some Surely lunch. you couldn't drink. Well, you couldn't. I'd have. I had a drink when I got there. I then had a couple of alcohol-free beers, and then the rest of the time I was just drinking lemonade. Oh. And but and so it was, was from two till seven. We went outside at about half four five ish. We had a, we had some food, um, and then we went outside, and then we were just chatting away. Next thing I know, I look up and I was looking at some street lights, and I was like, "Huh, street lights on? That feels very early People, to putting street lights on." Oh. Very early to be wearing street lights on. Looked at my watch. It's half past eight. And oh so my word. I was like, oh man, we have stayed here much later than we thought. And then do you know what I did? Stayed there even longer. We just carried on chatting. I didn't get home until half past eleven. God damn. On a Saturday. Mm-hmm. 
just me and my mates. Need. Me and my mates just having just having a chat, just having an old chinwag. Because I haven't seen them for two years, so it was nice for us to like get together and stuff. We basically decided as well we're not seeing each other now until like this time next year either. Whoa! So, you kind of got to like we, it's it's hard for the four of us to arrange like times to get together because we're it's so hard for us. You know, Dave's got two kids. John's uh, you know, he's currently in the process. He might be doing some IVF next year. And Chris has got a house to do. There's just lots of stuff going on. So like you know, there's, adults. You know, adult stuff so yeah so we can't quite like all get together and that but we had a very very nice time i got home had uh two glasses of wine watched some goggle box and fell asleep do you want to talk about raw here's mm. raw oh it was better yeah it's better this show Every day, every Tuesday rather, for the last three months, I've gotten up on Tuesday and asked myself, is today the day WWE gets good again? Is today the day Vince McMahon starts to book a fresh, compelling episode of Monday Night Raw? And every Tuesday of this year up until now, the answer has been no. But I am very glad to say, that Raw, for one week, was good again, was really good, had stakes, had good stories, character stuff, things progressed, it was new. So we're going to kick off with something that was rubbish. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen. We are, of course, reviewing uh, last night's Monday Night Raw. Just a bit of housekeeping before we get into it. Today is the first day where Ultra Chats are only read out if they're $5 and above because we get loads of chats and it's just a, a, a nicer way to make the content. Uh, some people get a bit bored when we, it just turns into a Q&A at the end. So we thought this was a good way to do it. And any, if you donate under $5, your comment will appear on the screen. Ah, the production. Just a, just a bit of housekeeping. If any comment that you put up, it's going to appear up on screen. Any, any uh, uh, ultra chat that you put in, it's going to appear up on screen. Yes. Not any comment. Not any comments. No, We're not crazy. Not. No, but so, we wanted to like what we found was that like by the the ultra chats, we're very very you know grateful to everyone that sent in ultra chats. Problem is, is that we feel like we're rushing through the review so that we can get to those ultra chats. So this way, we feel like we can now spend more time doing a review and the money. Um. So what happened last night after? Uh, well, it's been about a month, hasn't it, since Nikki Cross returned? She was she'd recovered from injury, uh, but she was just sitting around for ages, nothing to do, and then she popped up as a lumberjack in uh, the a Miz versus Damian Priest match. Well, I mean, I said we wanted something new for Damian Priest. I didn't think not being anywhere was going to be well, a, a part of that. So according to Meltzer, it's because Damien Priest is suffering from a back injury. It's in fact, actually, the back injury that nearly got him off WrestleMania in the first place. You remember back? Oh, wow. They announced, they announced it as Priest for, uh, sorry, Damien Priest. I said it again. I've said it for two times in a row. The Miz versus Bad Bunny in a singles match because they weren't sure mm. whether they could get Morrison and Priest cleared. Then they could, mm, which seems a bit sketchy now in hindsight, um, so that we could have the tag team match. And then Priest has basically just been wrestling Miz ever since. And now he's taking the time off to heal from the back injury that he suffered before WrestleMania. 
Well, at least, you know, he held on long enough to have that zombie match. Uh, oh, that yeah. would have been a shame to miss out on. So Nikki Cross just randomly appears there. And then she gets this gimmick where she runs away from Charlotte Flair and or Rhea Ripley. But that because it's a beat the clock challenge, that means she wins those matches. And then, she, you know, she has like three weeks of being beaten and not getting like not really doing anything of note. But being on the winning side and she celebrates like yeah look at me now this has fueled a character change where she cut the camera we've got it's a money in the bank qualifying match on this raw it's alexa bliss and nikki cross versus nia jackson Shayna baszler and before it gets going it cuts backstage and immediately you're just greeted by the thumbnail for this video which is nikki cross's face riding close up with the sort of hurricane helms eye mask or a green lantern style eye mask and it's blue and she says yeah so i, I won a few matches i'm a superhero now yeah her, her gimmick is that she it's it's basically the baby face version of eve marie's character because eve marie's character is like i'm an inspiration people want to be just like me uh, and you know that should have fueled the stuff with uh viper later on which we'll get to because boy howdy was i'm super mad about all of that um but hers is more of like it's it's a more um earnest version of that, which is just like I want to inspire people to be better. It doesn't matter what your lot is in life, doesn't matter how big you are, how short you are, how thin you are, this how fat you are. Like I want to be that inspirational purpose, that that, that person that makes people get out of bed in the morning. So I'm now a superhero and I am I she's like, it's all about the spirit to win. It is effectively, in so many words, take your prayers, eat your vitamins. Like that is that is what we're doing here. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins. I uh, so I think she performed it very well. I think Nikki Cross generally can make most things work, but to an extent, uh, there's some things that are inherently mid card gimmicks or even undercard. They're resigned to comedy. Of course, this has been done many times before. We've had the Hurricane Shane Helms. We've had uh, right, oh, what was uh, Rosie? Well, yeah, it with, was, with, it was Rosie. with Hurricane. Yeah, yeah just and Rosie. It was Mighty Molly um, with the Mighty Molly, well. Molly Holly. So we, we've had this before, and I think she'll get it over. And a lot of people I've seen have been like, yeah, but you know, we all like Molly Holly. We all like the Hurricane. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. We do, and. I think that that is through a nostalgic lens, personally. I think if we'd seen someone do work as a more serious character or a more psychotic character, and now she's playing a superhero, as an adult, like I'm just like, ah, just it's a bit, it's a bit clownish. And I, I thought it worked for that. I thought the hurricane made it work. Helms made it work mm. really, really great. Like, you know, I think Mighty Molly, it's not my favorite era of Molly Holly. And, you know, like I, Rosie really enjoyed it. Like, like the pop <coughs> that they got when they won the tag titles is it's sort of testament to how over they got over as an act. Um, but like Helms really, really got the role. And like it was his character. Like, you know, and he would say that the hurricane isn't a superhero but he thinks that he is and there's that moment when he's in the rumble and he tries to choke slam austin and triple h <laughs> that is one of my favorite rumble moments ever so i i think that helms made it work i don't think i could say the same for super eric over in tna mm -hmm. 
Um, I don't think I could say the same for Ricochet when he was being given the promo. Because like Rick, she cut the Ricochet promo that Ricochet had a few years ago, where it's like, superheroes are real. Gee willikers. Let's all just, we're so lucky to be out here. Um, and I don't think it would have worked if it was given to Pac either when they wanted him to be Mighty Mouse. Like this, this could, this can work. This can totally get over, but it'll only, it'll get you over to a, a certain level. Another defense of this is that it's Nikki's idea. So uh, Killian Dane, who is a real life husband, uh, he's tweeted out, hey, she was trying to, she had an idea. They let her run with it. And, you know, that's good. I'm all for wrestlers having more creative input on their characters. However, I think in this instance, it's a bit broken because I feel like Nikki has tried so hard got an in great shape last year when she was like jumping around on commentary she is always trying to get on tv like with sanity of course and she's just been turned down time and time again the whole alexa bliss stuff when they were friends that's her, like that's her force of will and character getting herself into those spots and i think eventually when you've tried everything you are a bit like well what does vince mcmahon like okay let let me try, I'll, I'll pitch this you know permanently mid-card character and he'll probably go for that she is going to get more screen time i have no doubt about that she's going to get more offense as we saw in this match she uh, like got the bulk of the action and she pinned to win clean over was it Shayna baszler yeah, well of course it was Shayna baszler, right? yeah of course it was <laughs> but it's just like it's not as bad as you know going up to vince mcmahon and saying hey i've got a great farting gimmick and I want you to push me to the moon with my farting gimmick. Of course he will. But it's kind of like it, 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 take, it chips away at your own soul. And I feel like yeah. this is a bit of that. Can I, can I give you my uh, pitch as to how this came about? This is mm. pure. I, I don't want to put this out on the record. This is just pure speculation on my part. Here is what happened. Nikki Cross had a meeting with Vince where she said, I want to be an inspirational character. I want to tell people that they can have the spirit to win. And what Vince heard was, you're a superhero then. And, that's, <laughs> and so the, the, the superhero aspect of this is Vince. The inspirational side of this is the character that Nikki was looking to play, as opposed to Nikki went in there and was like, do you know what I want to do? Dress up in blue spandex and wear this blue mask and blue makeup, and I'll be a superhero for you. I think this would work quite well with Eva Marie. Why couldn't Eva, Nikki Cross have just, just been like, oh, I'll take you as my influencee to uh, well, you see, Cross, the and you tell that there, story? It, well, They're both you, Scottish. Yeah, I mean, the difference there is that um, Eva Marie, uh, sorry, well, yeah, Nikki Cross is not a plus-sized lady, and that is why Viper was given this role. Let's, let's be honest saying? here. What are you accusing WWE of? Hey, outrageous. Uh, anyway, she saying, did I'm win. Not the, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm just saying I think that's the reason why they did it. Uh, she did win the match. Her and Bliss qualified for Money in the Bank. Uh, and Shayna and Nia and Reginald kind of lost because Bliss was controlling minds again. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's good that she's got... Just, that this is going to give her some short-term success. And I bet in 10 years, people look back on it and go, oh, that was a good little run. It was funny. Maybe she'll even do her Hall of Fame induction thing when they run out of people to induct in 2040 and she comes out as superhero Nikki or whatever the name ends up being called. But yeah, it's it's not for me. It's just not for me. 
Yeah, I'm I'm glad that Nikki is getting TV time. That's that's the the plus side of all of this. Um, because I think you know she absolutely has earned that that TV time, and she has been just so poorly treated since the Bliss split, which essentially was just well, we're tired of you. We really just want to push Bliss. Um, and we actually haven't even talked about Bliss got a new gimmick in all of this as well. That well, they new or new music. Well, they have totally dropped all of the Fiend stuff. Because she was coming out to Firefly Funhouse entrance music, and she had Firefly Funhouse graphics about her. They've just totally dropped all of that away from it. This is now just Alexa Bliss's her own character that is really now mm. not connected to the Fiend. Also, there was no Lily chat this week. Um, she because she said that on Hell in a Cell, Lily's still in timeout, but it doesn't feel like that is now. That's now two weeks that we haven't had Lily on the show, and her gimmick now is just. I am mind powers and I am and I'm controlling you with my mind now. However, what I'm not doing is asking you to lay down so I can just pin you outright, which I do have the ability to do because I can control you with my mind. That's how I'd use the mind powers. That's what I would do. Well. On, yeah. on the person I'm directly wrestling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I'm like, because now Alexa Bliss is in Money in the Bank, I would just, you know, look at whoever is climbing up the ladder and say, I stop climbing the ladder now, please. And, and allow mm -hmm. me to climb up instead. That is what I would do if I had the mind control. I would uh, hope I still had the telekinesis bit from before. Just look up. Oh, they should do this. She just looks up in the middle of the ring, does the sort of cock to the side of her head. And the cock to the side of her head. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I think I've seen that film. So it's just a big penis on her shoulder. That's, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> the telekinesis powers. <laughs> Boom, penis. As long, she has penis. A, as long as she has a good penis on the other side as well. Yeah. Like, just trying to tell her what to do. <laughs> I'm not going to do an impression of a penis. But I do a very good one. But yeah, she just <laughs> looks up, clicks, and the, the briefcase should fall into her hands. Well, she, I, I, know you could, I was about to say, you can't do all of that stuff now. Because this is what we were talking about on the Helen Nacelle show yesterday. is They've had to adapt her gimmick so they can mm. do it in front of live crowds. But that version you can do. Just Yeah, just do it. Yeah, just uh, having trouble. I thought you were going to say like she like you know has a cock to the side of her head, and then it just sort of flies off into her hands. You know, sort of like bewitched, be like and then <laughs> on a bit of string, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or she raises up to it. And I think going this... back in front of fans is going to be terrible. Look at all the fun yeah. we've had with Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I think this might bring the fiend back. That was the first thing I thought when they changed her music. I thought, oh, okay, that you know that that would make sense to change that if you're going to bring the fiend Bray Wyatt back soon as well. And who's Bobby going to face after Money in the Bank? Well, you think it's going to be the fiend who hasn't done anything this year but lose, and he's just going to walk into a title shot against Bubble? No, come on, yes. lads. No, yes. no, yeah. be yourself. Why not? There's, spooky, there's spooky. some legend. It'll be Goldberg or something because SummerSlam mm. is. Oh crap! We haven't built any stars in 18 months. We've just got to bring in anyone we possibly can do from the outside world. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, let's see what you guys thought of the Nikki Cross gimmick change. Remember, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get in your chats. We'll read out every single one of them over $5. Uh, Benjamin John Milne says, How do you stop a wrestler with supernatural powers? You give a wrestler superhero powers. Nikki Cross to beat Alexa Bliss confirmed. Or Mighty Molly, do the right thing, guys. Review AEW and Dark on a Monday or Tuesday instead of Raw. Uh, This Raw was good. Honestly, Good this guys. was the only bad thing about it. Well, the only really bad thing about it. Um, yeah. We haven't really spoken about Cross and Bliss and that they were just together. I yeah, felt like that was a bit on, of a waste. They mentioned on commentary former tag team partners, like former, you know, they're like the former friends that are back together. But like they didn't do anything character wise. <clears throat> A few months ago, Nikki Cross was begging Alexa Bliss to like revert back to her old self. They had matches based around this on Raw, and they basically was like, "Nah, we're not just gonna, yeah, that's not that mm. that never happens. That, that's just not a part of our characters anymore." I'm now a superhero, by the way, so we're just changing what happens. But it's a new character, Luke. It's totally, <laughs> totally new. That's uh, a very different thing, you big dear. Oh no, it's not. I mean, technically, not really. Anthony Velasquez, really good Raw with good qualifying matches and the right people advanced to Money in the Bank. Not sure what to make of the new gimmick for Nikki. We'll get into that. But if anyone can get it over, it's her. Plus, her husband said it's a gimmick she wanted to do. Uh, Emma Bon, I booked I booked join Raw. I hate giving myself hope, though. What if Super Nikki is Bliss brainwashing? Bliss's memory of Nikki as a hero fuses with her powers. It will be the first time I cared about Bliss Fiend. Maybe affect an old rival like Bailey next. That's like, that's not a, that's not bad. I quite like that as a character B, uh, but I don't think WWE is subtle enough to make that happen. Yeah, I don't think the two are connected. 
Um, Stephen Guzman as well for now. I'm so conflicted with the Nikki Cross stuff. I hope the hurricane, I love the hurricane, sorry, and feel like I'm a hypocrite for hating this with Nikki, but I still think this only happened because WWE destroyed her NXT character. That was great. I, I think that's the that's how I feel. You've summed, summed up, uh, Stephen. That I, I also love the hurricane and I do enjoy Molly Holly. So there is, I'm like, oh, I, why, I should like this, right? But it's just, it's just a bit, yeah. yeah, and also like NXT is becoming even less now about being sort of like a proving ground or a training ground because you come up to the main roster and get a brand new gimmick. And also, um, NXT champion Carrie Cross had a tryout match on SmackDown. Isn't that what NXT is? Is just a lot of tryout matches before you go to the main roster. Shouldn't? Do you think that was just weird wording? No, no, apparently that it was that's a like what it was. It was him and Bronson Reed were having tryout matches for the main <sighs> roster. Like that's that's literally God. the point of NXT. Damn it. Just watch NXT Vince. They've made it super easy for you. He hasn't got time for that now. This episode of Raw opened with sort of an announcement that, hey, we're getting all these matches tonight, five Money in the Bank qualifying matches. And I was like, oh, wow, they are. They are giving things stakes. I always like this. I, You know, it, the shows, the episodes where they book them around qualifying for something always makes, they always seem to be consistently better than average. Yeah. This was a very good episode of Raw, but I think it, it says a lot about how low Raw has set the bar <clears> this year when WWE did the bare minimum of a good wrestling show. And we're like, oh my God, they absolutely nailed it. <laughs> like they have they've worked out the formula. Yeah, because I was thinking this would have been a this is an average episode of Raw, really. This this it this is. should be that average should, level this... of quality. This is the bare minimum that you have to do to make a good wrestling show. Have with matches that mean something, with decent segments, good promos, and a great main event. Literally did the bare minimum. And, and, and because it's been such a bad year, we're like, five out of five show. Best, best show of the year, basically. It genu genuinely is the best show of the year, I think. And I Easily. I, four, out, four out of five, I gave yeah. it. But yeah. Easily. Relatively. It's, it's three. Uh, so Bobby Lashley comes out with MVP and his sexy sisters to celebrate the victory the night before. He's not selling anything. And they start to, uh, to cut the promo, but the New Day come out and they threw toast. I incorrectly said pancakes on my yeah. review video. Because, yeah, because they were throwing toast because mm -hmm. MVP and Lashley were having a toast. So they joined them in the toast by throwing toast at them. Now, I know there were a lot of people who used to be really mad at the New Day for throwing pancakes. And you, you at least like pour pancakes onto people because it was like food wastage, right? Which, uh, you know, it, it's a fair enough point. But I always used to be like, you know what? I'm sure they, they get eaten somehow and that's absolutely fine. When they start throwing toast, I nearly lost my, I nearly lost my mind. I nearly join those people and be like, don't waste toast like that. Toast is one of the greatest gifts that this world has ever given us. Don't don't dis like don't be so disingenuous to towards toast. Toast is bloody great. Put a nice bit of jam on there. You're on your way. Imagine if it was peanut butter covered toasted bagels, Luke. Oh, I'd be so mad. So so mad. With a little sprinkle, a little sprinkle of sea salt on there. Delightful. 
Would that be the one thing that would get you to finally stop watching <laughs> WWE? We've sat through all the like, 10 all years of, of not building new stars, three hour roars. God damn, when they got those bagels right. out, those sons of bitches from New Day. Um, so, but what happened next is they outlined the sort of philosophical basis behind the conflict of Kofi and Bobby. And I like this because Kofi lost to Drew, obviously, quite recently, but he does still have that victory over Bobby which Drew helped him do, you know, um, that dangling over. And they have had those backstage segments with MVP coming up to Kofi. So this was foreshadowed. First big tick. Second big tick. Kofi said, look, you in the ring there, you've just, you know, you've got MVP. He's like, he's just there for the money. He's the business manager. He's not your friend. You've got all these women hanging around you. They're not, they're just hangers on. They're using you. Whereas Kofi surrounds himself with people he loves, with his friends, Xavier Woods, Big E, on another brand, with positivity in general. And it's, it's a clash of those two ideologies. And I think that, yeah. that brings a lot of depth to the feud. Yeah, and it's, it's remarkable how good MVP and Lashley are in their role and how good Woods and Kofi are in theirs in getting this argument across that it completely makes you forget the fact that Kofi only beat Lashley because Woods interfered and Drew interfered on his behalf. Very heelish things to be doing for your baby faces. But I'm like, but no, but I think Kofi's right though. Like, cause he's that good at what he does. And MVP is so great at being an unlikable manager and sort of like telling you how friends are terrible that I don't like MVP, but I do like everything that Kofi's saying. So things got out of hand fast. Usually they string these out for a couple of weeks. But, you know, we've still got four. This is right at the start of the Money in the Bank build. And Kofi just went, can I have, can I have a title match? A pay-per-view, Bobby. And Bobby went, yeah. And then Xavier Woods was like, well, how about I face you tonight? Not for the title, but in a hell in a cell. And Bobby went, yeah, right, let's do that as well. <laughs> it's a hell in a cell. I know. Right? A, has there ever been a hell in a cell with less build? This was a two-hour... <laughs> 15-minute build to a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, this was... So apparently as well, Sean was saying on the Fightful podcast that the reason why we had a Hell in a Cell match on this show tonight is that USA Network were upset that Fox got to have one and they weren't getting one. They are... WWE, unfortunately, have got like two two dads that they are just trying to appease. And it's like, well, you did that with your other dads. It was like, well, I, I could do it with you as well, Dad. I can go play park, football down the park with you as well if you want. I just think the the use of dads here is weird. Why? Eh? What, what, what's wrong with having two dads? And then there's nothing oh, wrong oh, with are, having are two you dads. Saying, are, you saying that, are you saying that having two dads is a bad thing? No, just the way. Just this. This is painting a weird picture in my mind. I don't often see WWE as the child in this scenario. Oh, I think they're I think very it's much. More of, I think it's more mistresses. They're mistresses, no. or, <laughs> mistresses. or 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 male mistresses. There's no hate here. <laughs> I've got a pride t-shirt on but no, the, 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 the profits <laughs> go to charity wwe are definitely the child in this scenario vince thinks farts are the funniest thing in the world he's definitely the child in this well, one he's not alone there anyway bobby agreed to a main event of uh him versus xavier woods and hell in a cell so wow and yeah. it it was it was a very good main event. I enjoyed it a lot. Really, really good. Yeah, like I, I wrote in my notes again. This feels very Vince Russo is back on the booking committee, <laughs> which is like, ah, oh, so we'll just do a Hell in the Cell match for the sake of it. Why not? 
Yeah. Um, after that, we got a RK Bro bit backstage. I can't even remember who Riddle was talking to. I've only got him talking to Randy. Have I missed a Was second? it only Randy? Yeah, yeah. The same, I... It's had a segment with Randy where they're talking about the fact they've got qualifying matches. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, I was merging the Jeff Ricochet Hardy matches. in this again. Yeah, okay, <laughs> good. Uh, so they spoke about that. Randy was like, you know, just you don't want to face me in the Money in the Bank matches. Then we got AJ Styles versus Ricochet. That was our first qualifier. Uh, there was a little pre-tape bit from earlier in the day where AJ and Amos looked at the Viking Raiders backstage and AJ slapped a turkey leg out of Ivar's hand. That played into the match, got some good athleticism, of course, because it's Ricochet and AJ Styles. But then the Viking Raiders came down, attacked Amos, who was doing yeah. nothing, and AJ apropos lost. Of, apropos of nothing, the Viking Raiders just came down and started brawling with Amos. And I'm like, what are you mm. doing here? And that distracted AJ Styles to allow Ricochet to get the win, um, which, you know, it's it's quite surprising in and of itself because ricochet is like on the lowest rung of the lowest ladder in wwe like when um they were having the promo later where jinder and jeff hardy and cedric were out there in the chat i was like i think they're actually higher up on the rungs than ricochet <laughs> is because they've at least been on tv and have won matches Whereas it doesn't feel like Ricochet's been doing anything as of late. Like, all he's been doing is being a, a pain in the ass to Seamus and being beaten by him. But he can flip. He can do, well, so can Reginald. Why put Reginald in there? Um, so don't, Ricochet. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> so, Ricochet qualifying really mm. surprised me here. I would love to see it as a positive thing. Unfortunately, I don't. And what my kind of takeaway I've got from the Money in the Bank match we've got thus far, and I'm not trying to sound like the negative Nelly in all of this, is that it is not a star-studded Money in the Bank match thus far. Hey, I fully believe Jinder's going to replace someone. So that's a way to <laughs> increase the, the drawing yeah, power. Uh, I think they really have to decide whether AJ Styles and Amos are a heel or babyface act. I think it's... It's 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 creating a really flat feud with the Viking Raiders. There's nothing to no, uh, Davis. Davis, I disagree. You look how well the Charlotte Flair Rhea Ripley feud is going <laughs> because neither of them are a face or a heel. Like I think you can just do it either way. I mixed up my notes. Now was the Orton Riddle bit backstage. There you yes, go. There we go. My note from earlier was that I'm really glad they're not just going to do another New Day RK Bro match. Because that's all, yes. you know, it seems like that's always a danger. You'll just do the same thing that works over and over again in WWE. Uh, mm. So glad they went elsewhere. Um, then we got the qualifying tag match of Eva Marie. Yep, you're right. And, you're right. Oh, that was it. Eva Marie and Dewdrop versus Asuka and Naomi. Right. Oh, boy, howdy. Have I got some things to say here? I was. Okay. I was the only person in the world last week that liked that segment. I was the wow. only person in the world that liked the Eve Marie thing that they were doing with Piper Niven because for me, it just sort of like, yeah, it's a new character. It's fine. It's what WWE do. Like we actually, someone made, uh, mentioned it in the comments, General Aziz, you know, they literally just 
we just he was on Raw Underground as this lad. Now he's no longer that lad. He's a new character. We're not making any reference to the Raw Underground stuff. He's just General Aziz now. And we were going to say that, cool, you know, she's no longer Piper Niven. She's now just Dewdrop. This is a new character that she's doing. And I thought, you know, that's not what I would have done. But hey, it's absolutely fine. And I quite like the gimmick they're doing with Eve Marie, where Viper's going to do all of the work and Eve Marie's going to take the credit for it. Because that totally works for Eve Marie's character. And it makes Viper look really, really awesome. Now, I think that WWE ha heard the criticisms last week of people saying, like, this makes no sense. We all know that's Piper Niven because we watch NXT UK. Mm. I think that was probably people lying because no one watches NXT UK. That's categorically, <laughs> that's scientifically proven that no one watches that show. Um, so I think they've now just course corrected to, because th this is not the characters we had last week. Where Piper Niven now doesn't like Eva Marie because Eva Marie's given her a new name when that was her character from last week. And now she is and always has been Piper Niven and she's unhappy with Eva Marie and they're breaking up this team already with less than a week's build towards this. They're already having dissension in this. This just makes the commentary team look like idiots because they were playing into the characters from last week where they didn't know who she was and they still have to play into those characters from last week because that's the only thing that can sort of make sense as to why she's now got this new name so now everyone just looks like an idiot and no one eve marie is now massively she's less over than she was previously i think the viper's less over than she was ask and Naomi get absolutely nothing from beating them and now this act is being broken up so really what was the point of any of it yeah yeah. So Asuka and Naomi are through to the Money in the Bank match, uh, the Women's Money in the Bank match. And Dewdrop seems to have not fully broken up with Eva Marie, but she showed defiance. But and why? That's, that's not how... Well, because she gave her the name. But yeah, in the, this is week two of this story. Um, yeah. I, I think one of the best examples of this kind of story in recent times is the Miz and Alex Riley. I thought that was brilliantly done. And it only worked because you had Alex Riley being just like take loads and loads of crap for uh, for the Miz for like a year, and then when he finally like stood up to him, it was awesome. That's Say what this to needed to face. be. Yeah, rage. Like, yeah. But this <laughs> is weak too. Like, yeah, there's no too. there's no emotional payoff now because it's that that sort of bullying has not not been given a chance to grow. I've already seen her turn on her. So like, mm -hmm. there's no growth to be had from here at this point. I saw people being like, oh man, like they could have done this in a couple of weeks time. I was like, a couple of <laughs> weeks? You could have done this in a couple of months time. Like there's a why people are just so quick to want to pull the trigger on things at the moment. It's like not let anything build and fester. I quite like the idea of them qualifying for Money in the Bank and having Eva Marie and Dewdrop. Is that how it's said? Well, it's I not Dewdrop. I, I thought it, I could say it either way. No, it was it's the, it's English Americanisms. I would have said Dewdrop because I would have called it Mountain Dew, but mm -hmm. apparently, like in America, it's Mountain Dew. Well, anyway, do Dewdrop and Eva Marie if they're in the Money in the Bank match. That's kind of that's like a fun little. Oh, they're both gonna team up against everybody else. So much more interesting than Asuka and Naomi being in the match. Yeah. Uh, after that, like, I think the story of Raw for a while but this episode in particular is that the women's division has been booked awfully every single women's thing was either below average 
or actively sucked. And one of these is this like never-ending Charlotte Flair-Rhea Ripley feud. Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce called out Rhea Ripley to tell her off after the DQ finish at Hell in a Cell, which is one of the more ridiculous things. That, it's not... That freaking finish. Oh, mate. Yeah, is uh, very annoying. And they just said, like, well, you should apologise or something. And she didn't. She was being a heel. And then Charlotte Flair came out being a heel. And they've got they've got another match at Money in the Bank. So we've got another month of this terrible feud that no one's into. I am. Um, so on the Fightful show today, uh, Sean was saying that he was speaking to um, some of the talents in WWE about Becky Lynch being at the Performance Center. And he said the quotes I got back were, good maybe they'll start treating the women's division seriously again mm. yeah yeah I, th I think charlotte wins the belt um and then after that we get the mirror image of last week's terrible mandy rose and dana brooke segment with natalia and tamina so natalia and tamina they're trying to do the photograph segment this time but oh the rose and brooke are making too much noise for their interview they have a little more of words. They try and get into the ring, but Brooke and Rose fight them off. It's a match I don't want to see because Natalia beat Rose clean at the pay-per-view. Last week, Natty and Tamina said to Rose and Brooke, hey, you should focus less on your photo shoots and more about your in-ring work. <laughs> so this week, they were doing their interview and then said, hey, you need to focus less on your in-wing work and stop us doing interviews. Like, you, you're, they're mm -hmm. doing the thing you asked them to do. You're no longer the babyface in this scenario. But also, I don't think Rose and Brooke are the babyfaces either. Also, I saw you beat her clean as a sheet on the kickoff show for Hell in a Cell. There is zero chance anyone can give a single F about this. There's no way anyone could be invested in this feud. Not even the ironic Tamina fans. Yeah. No one has any characters in the women's division, apart from Bliss and Cross. And Eva Marie. Yeah, I guess that's Char fair. Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair's got a character. She's annoying. Rhea Ripley's mm -hmm. got a character. She is the living No, troll, Ripley please. doesn't have a... She doesn't she have is. a character. She's, she's, she's no, a no, troll. No. She's got a face. Yeah, she's got a face. She's got a face she does. <laughs> that's her character. Anyway, we've, 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 we've covered all the women's stuff now. We, the, the rest of the show was very good. Like, re, like really, really, really good. Average by any other standards. But re, but really good, <laughs> you know? Uh, because after that, we got Randy Orton versus John Morrison. And I know Ricochet beating AJ Styles was considered an upset. I didn't really think so because I thought, you know, you've got that tag feud to get towards ladder match, Ricochet. I, I, that didn't really surprise me. Randy Orton losing here, really, to John Morrison as well, that that was a shocker to me. And that, that really made me sit up and take note of the rest of the qualifiers. I think I would have enjoyed this finish more if it wasn't the exact same finish we had in the AJ Ricochet match, mm -hmm. which is that someone comes down, brawls with someone at ringside, someone gets distracted in the ring and that causes them to lose. It's literally beat for beat what we got in the AJ Ricochet match. But like they should have just saved it for this one because here yeah. it made sense to build in the Randy Orton Matt Riddle storyline. It just they only did it in the first one as an out for AJ Styles to lose to Ricochet because Ricochet is no one. So, but like and so that just it sort of irked me a little bit really because it is just like that repetitive <clears throat> raw terrible booking that we get on this show. 
and John Morrison in Money in the Bank, like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's going to do some fun stuff as it's Ricochet, but like, can you see John Morrison winning? Can you see Ricochet like winning? Mm. No, like, because no one feels like a star at the moment. Again, because Jinder's going to take one of them out <laughs> and replace them. I would love Jinder to take someone of that. At least Jinder's been winning matches on main Also, event. come on, Luke. I don't know why I didn't think of this. Randy Orton's not going to wrestle a ladder match. <laughs> Do you remember when he was in Money in the Bank? He does, and not, he was ta- doing... he does not take that bump. <laughs> Randy Orton in Money in the Bank doing everything he possibly could to not take ladder bumps <laughs> was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in a wrestling match. Uh, so what happened was Miz did the dripstick thing on uh, Orton, that, and he, he's in the wheelchair. Matt Riddle comes out on the scooter. They have a very slow race around the ring, and John Morrison hits a, a you know a pretty decent starship pain. Usually that is a ugly as hell landing, but I thought mm-hmm. it, it it landed pretty well. Um, and yet Orton stormed out. He's annoyed with Riddle. I Miz in the wheelchair is quite nice because he's been taken back uh, as a focus because he was really quite overbearing. The Morrison stuff was quite frustrating. But I'm enjoying him in the wheelchair, specifically because it's surely building to him interfering behind the referee's back. He gets up out the wheelchair, pushes it, and then sits back down. And I, I want that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the moment when he stands up, I, I think it's going to be really, really fun because you can have some really like outraged Byron Saxon <laughs> commentary, which I think could be really fun, particularly because Corey Graves can then take like the the Lawler rods. Like, oh, I didn't see him do that. What are you yeah, yeah, about? yeah. <laughs> it's it's not going to be Linda McMahon. It's not going to be Linda no, McMahon. No. Like this, but <laughs> uh, so after that, we had the Bliss and Cross match, which we've already covered. Then it cuts back to the undercard backstage, which is Jeff Hardy. Uh, the United States champion, Sheamus, although he is injured, uh, Cedric Alexander and Jinder Mahal. And Jinder Mahal threatens them all like, well, what if something happens to a qualified wrestler? Will will he get to take their spot in Money in the Bank? Which hey, I'm all for, uh, obviously, because I, that's, that feels like a bit of a storyline. I could go for that. Um, sh- why have they changed Sheamus's character? Seamus's character all year long has been like, or actually, you know, longer than that, pretty much since he's gone to Raw. I love having matches. I love going out there and having fights with people. Mm-hmm. And then he said on, you know, he said to Pierce or DeVille, who aren't general managers, why aren't I, why haven't I got a qualifying match? And Pierce says, oh, so you're okay to defend that title. He's like, oh no, I can't fight. I've got to break my nose. And then he sort of like shyly walks away. And I'm like, that's not what you do. You love to fight. You love to defend. Like you love to beat people up. So why are you now afraid to beat people up, apropos of nothing? Yeah, it's just a new character, Luke. I don't know why you're frustrated about this. Because at least uh, give it you some know, bills. It's, it it's some just purpose. a new character. No, I, I agree. Uh, after that, we got Match of the Night. I thought this was a terrific bout. Drew McIntyre versus Matt Riddle went through two commercial breaks. Riddle, of course, really, really good. Drew McIntyre always brings it but he just had this extra layer of just being an absolute what's the word i want to say war dog but that is a, that <laughs> no he's a war dog he's not he used to be war a dog he used to be in the dogs of war you know what i'm trying to say like someone yeah. like a grizzled guy who's at the end of his rope he can't challenge for the title while bobby's champion he, he, he's he's got all these kendo stick welts on his back 
he's visibly like his body is failing him in this match. I, I thought I thought both men worked it fantastically. It felt like a real war dog by the end. I loved this match. Thought this match mm. was awesome. I thought Drew was great. I thought Matt was great. I really really enjoyed the in-ring work here and also credit to drew above anyone else on this show he sold the fact he was in a bloody hell in a cell yes. match the night previous no one else sold that they were in matches the night previous but drew made an effort he they built the match around the injuries that he'd suffered <clears throat> by doing hell in a cell and i think that really added to the match really added to the drama in all of this totally agree and it, him losing has has made his character far more interesting. Being stuck in that vortex of facing Bobby Lashley month after month after month, it's it really turned fans against him. And it sounds counterintuitive, but beating him, having him seem so desperate, put him at the bottom for a bit and he has to work himself back up. That's a story I want to see. Yeah. I, I really, really, really dug this. Uh, and also, like, seeing, I mean, even with those welts on his back and his body being broken down from the night before, seeing Drew just absolutely throw Matt Riddle like a piss <laughs> missile was absolutely tremendous. Yeah, absolute piss missile. Uh, after, but also in this match, it wasn't just the Drew stuff. You also had the dynamic between Riddle and Orton. Of course, Orton's match was kind of cost him, although it was more him not paying attention, by Riddle earlier on. And Randy Orton comes out just before the second commercial break, just stands at the top of the ramp with his arms crossed, watching on. And you're like, oh, I mean, he's got history with Drew. He's got current stuff now with Matt. Is he going to interfere out of spite, get some revenge? And nothing happens. And that just, just that, that is so measured and restrained for WWE. Riddle wins. He walks up and you're like, so you're still like, is Riddle, is, is Orton going to be proud of him? Because he beat Drew? Is he going to be annoyed because of what happened earlier? And he, he shows nothing. He gives nothing away. Riddle is like, bro, bro, Brandy, fist bump me. Brandy, what's wrong? And Randy just arms crossed, staring dead ahead. Very, very good. I'm so into their act. And I love a little bit of detail in all of this as well, is that he's wearing RK Bro merchandise. Oh, so I didn't see that. I didn't spot it either until I was getting the images for you for the news this morning, but he's wearing the tag team merchandise. So he is, he's still into the idea of this tag team. However, he didn't qualify for Money in the Bank because of his tag partner, but his tag partner <clears throat> did qualify despite the fact that he was out there watching him. He didn't put him off. So there's like lots of internal conflicts mm. for Randy to be working with there. And for Matt, Matt, who's oblivious to anything and doesn't realize what's <laughs> going on. So I think this is, I think this is really, really good stuff. I'm so, so engaged with these characters. and just so into everything that they're doing. Uh, we'll probably talk about it now because it ties directly into it. Later on, they announced for next week, a match announced a whole week in advance. Something must be wrong. Autumn versus Drew versus AJ in a last chance match to qualify for Money in the Bank. I hope that gets the main event slot. I think the, I think the, it's well. the stakes, yeah. yeah, the stakes, the talent involved, more than enough. And I, God, Drew is going to be desperate because, you know, I, I think if he wins it, he still can't cash it in on Bobby. They did say on commentary, yeah. Yeah. About how he can maybe he can cash it in on Roman, but I don't think he's allowed to cash it in on Bob. I love that. That's, 
that's a new wrinkle. I, I think that's a really cool idea. Like as soon as Bobby loses it to someone, maybe Bob, say, just for argument's sake, fantasy booking's sake, he drops it to Kofi in December. And everyone's like, woohoo, Kofi, yeah. And then Drew McIntyre just cashes it in. And that's well, a heel turn. Someone said in our Hell in a Cell uh, review yesterday, Bobby was the man that cost him the WWE Championship and helped Miz cash in. So if Drew's got like the briefcase, he can effectively mm. do something along those lines or even person that's got in the bank briefcase to beat Bobby. So he can then challenge whoever wins afterwards, whoever wins for the money in the bank. So you, uh, you went a little bit crazy there. I don't know if it was me or you. I think it was probably me. But uh, lost Luke for a moment. Uh, yeah. I, so, yeah. I agree just, with everything just, you said, though. Yeah. Just to say, so that, um, yeah, Drew could, like, help whoever has got the money in the bank to cash in, just as Bobby did to him, and that way he can challenge that person into another match. So I think there is there's a lot of stuff. In there. Of the three, Orton being in there is the one that excites me the most, I yeah. think, uh, because you can play off the riddle dynamic. Um, but, yeah, I would say I, AJ being in the money in the bank ladder match is always going to be fun. Oh, yeah, but character-wise, he's dead right now. Orton and Drew, very, very interesting. I love having, like, two... Like that, it feels like there's really real character weight behind them. I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to a match on Raw next week. That's nice to say. Uh, backstage, we also had one more segment where Jackson Riker is whipping himself. He was spanking himself. Oh, he was enjoying that uh, because he told Mansoor. Mansoor was just there for exposition purposes that he's going to have a strap match against Elias next week. Mansoor turns into Ali. It doesn't turn into Ali. He turns <laughs> and Ali is there. And it's just that Ali starts yelling that it's up to them to take opportunities or whatever. Uh, but yeah, Riker had a bit of a cool intensity here. I've been quite down on him, but I, I felt I got a bit of a Steve Blackman vibe. Oh, he's never as cool as Steve Blackman. Get out of here. A bit of a Steve Blackman. This fight. is not the lethal weapon. You hush your mouth. He was just back, say, spanking himself. Uh, he was, yeah, he's been himself, been himself down, been himself off. And the main event was Xavier Woods versus Bobby Lashley in Hell in a Cell. Just, just about 10 minutes left of the show. Yep. Hell in a Cell. Uh, it hurts me. It hurts me to say these words, but it was a fun match. Yeah, no, really, really fun. I, I, you know, they gave Woods a lot in this. Woods, as always, was just tremendous. Although Bobby was great in this mm. as well. Really, really, really enjoyed this match. And also because for the finish that you had for this, where Lashley tapped out um, Woods in the, uh, the the hurt lock, the Lashley lock, he then drags him to the outside and starts like pushing him into the cage and like putting like the hurt lock on again, so that Kofi, the man who is all about friendship and positivity and his love for his friends has now got to watch his friend be destroyed that can't happen to someone like bobby lashley because he has no friends he now doesn't have a weakness like kofi does so i really really like that yeah it's a really good idea to have kofi have to watch that on my only bit and maybe they'll do this in the next couple of weeks because they have got four weeks to build this although i think it would have worked well here to really kick off the feud fiery is to properly properly destroy woods lock yeah. kofi out of that cell mvp and lashley are in there and they just like do a proper full-on injury angle on on xavier so there is someone who's just said here in the chat but i don't know what the case of this is 
is this to give Woods time off because he's got to go film G4, which he did mention in his promo at the start of this. He's now the host of that TV show, or the, the show that's coming back. And whether he is yeah, going to need to take some time off to go and film that. It's only, you're only working Raw once a week. It's hardly a, a travelling show at the moment. Well, fans are coming back I don't know soon. If you need you time would, off. But like, oh, I mean, yeah, but my point I was going to be was, if you wanted to do that big, serious injury angle to Woods, that mm-hmm. will give him the time off that he needs. Yeah. I would totally do that because it builds up the Kofi match. Yeah, uh, for Kofi to eventually turn heel, of course. Uh, overall, <laughs> I gave this, like I said, I gave it four out of five. But really, it's a three out of five. But by this year's of Raw, it's a four. Yeah, this was a bang average episode of Raw. But by the standards that we've had for this year, is easily the best show of the year. And I quite enjoyed watching it. Oh, they yeah. did the absolute bare minimum required and got a thumbs up from me. Um, we gave this out to our community tab. 34% mm. gave it four out of five core. 33% <clears throat> gave it three out of five average. That three out of five, by the way, has been really creeping up all morning. Um, but it is very much in that four and three range, which I think is very, very fair. Can you just pop that back up again? I think it's interesting that one out of five is at 16%, which is actually over two out of five. That, to me, suggests that people are so sick of the quality of Raw that it's going to take a while for people to vote positively, even if it's a good show. And I'm I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying that's just... I I can empathise with that. It's yeah. it's time for to thank our wonderful pledge hammers on Patreon. If you go over there now, you can what, listen. Sorry to mine and Luke's exclusive review of King of the Ring 1998. It was an amazing show to rewatch. You know, with one of the most historic matches in wrestling of all time, mankind, mankind versus the Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. That's topical. Oh, it's so topical right now. And it was a really, really fun show to look back on. It was so interesting to read The Observer from mm. that week as well. Um, we spent the first half an hour of the show talking about South Park. So, <laughs> and like talking about our memories of South Park from like 98, 99. A really, really fun show to do. Uh, yeah. So, if you go over there, you can listen to that. And also, if you donate $25 a month or more, you get your name in the Wrestle Talk Hall of Fame. Thank you. The Harbing, the Harbinger Doom, Doom Lion, the Harbinger Doom Lion. I'd have probably said the Harbinger, but you go Harbinger with you. Doom Lion, an expert dancer, great swayerman, the gent Robert Brent, Yanni Zane Hammond, Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. We're all going on a Brian Huntsley. You'll never get this name right, you idiots. Matthew Zimjewski. Is it me? Oh, man, my internet's proper like crapping up at the moment. Um, Full of flavor, Sean Blanford. Robert Spencer, period. Marcus, he's got soul, Campbell. All-Star Chuck Turner. 
And lastly, and this one's a bit topical as well, Jordan, don't you dare call me Mountain, do or Jew, whichever one you prefer. Uh, thank you all so much for that. The Hall of Fame class for June 22nd, 2021. So thank you, the intangible one, Cliff Beard. My biggest fear for Money in the Bank now is that spooky, dark, magical crap girl Alexa is going to win. I'm torn on Nikki because the Hurricane character was great, but so was Sanity Nikki. I just don't think the superhero gimmicks will work in 2021. Eva also needs to go away. Well, but Eva the, was the greatest gimmick in the Raw Women's Division, and now they've already bollocked it. <laughs> One weekend. LJ Mickey. At the same time, I'm, I'm excited to see more Nikki Cross on TV, but I'm not the biggest fan of the superhero gimmick. But I'm willing to give WWE a chance to make this work because it's Nikki Cross. I like Nikki Cross. She is awesome. I think that's she a lot of people's uh, thoughts. RP Degnan. I'm probably fantasy booking myself into this appointment, but I do hope that Bobby's next challenger after Kofi is Big E possibly using Money in the Bank to get around the brand stuff, would work with the New Day story and be cool to see the main event Survivor Series. I like that. Or pos I think that might have even been SummerSlam. Mm. Oh yeah, of course, SummerSlam. Uh, Matthew Robinson. Love the ending to this Raw. Why couldn't Helena Cell have ended like this? Claim. Uh, everyone is so ready to see Kofi against Bobby. And that's because they've done a good, you know, a good job the last couple of weeks subtly building that up with some great promo work from Kingston mm. and MVP. Uh, Vandalia1998. I'm excited for the Kofi-Bobby feud, but worried they will drag it out till we are sick of it again. How long do you, do you two think a feud should go to be good, but not too long? Also, how about a mid-card championship title? We've got enough titles as it is uh, around these parts. But also, like, I mean, a feud can last for a long time. Look at the Omega Moxley feud has been going on since October 2019. Actually, mm. even before that, it was like, well, when they first did uh, Double or Nothing, when Mox came in and attacked him. So that's like, what, May, June 2019? Yeah. And they've only really just sort of ended the feud that they've had because you fracture them off into various different other bits and pieces, but you still have them with that connective tissue. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, you can have long, long, long feuds. It's about making them good and not yeah. repetitive and not using all of your matches up in the first four months. You, you you have two people feud, you take them apart and you bring them back a couple of months later. That's And that makes it feel like a long-term story. Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage didn't just implode right away. They had no. a year of build. No, the only what they should have done was actually just implode them one week later because that's yeah. where the money is. Uh, Charles Berg said, Raw was actually decent. <clears throat> Things made sense. Matches were good. Ollie, I'm a man of my word. Claw review number one. So Charles usually sends in reviews of dogs for bad episodes of Raw, but because this is a good episode of Raw, he has sent us in a kitty cat to review. And here is that kitty cat. <laughs> it says... <laughs> Boy is a sweet stray tabby who is my homie. Like a dog, he comes home when beckoned. He loves to be pet and loved. Uh, he loves to be pet and loved. Eleven out of ten. Nicknames: BC, Pretty Fat Kitty Cat. <laughs> I love how it is sitting like a human. Thank you, Charles. That's good. Much better than a dog. 
The Portuguese Mr. Davis. Hey, lads. Oh, man, when I said that on a stream, I got so much heat. The Portuguese <laughs> Mr. Davis. Hey, lad. Uh, back after a busy week. I just heard I graduated. Going to start an internship in a bank. Really excited. Uh, hey, maybe you'll have some money in it. Uh, about Raw. Great wrestling. And this episode felt like the start of something. Although next week, it could be boring. Love you, team. That is something we should make reference to, actually. This was a good episode of Raw. You've got to keep that momentum going then. <laughs> Next week's another mm -hmm. one out of five show. This becomes an outlier. Um, Congratulations, Sadie... Portuguese Mr. Davis. Yeah, Indeed. well done. That's great. Sadie6969, hey boys. So, Raw happened. I think saying Shayna deserved better is like saying water is wet and LIW is awesome. It's obvious and almost doesn't require any uh, require saying. RK Bro continues to be the best thing on this show. Love you both. The Pride shirts are awesome. If you go to wrestleshop.com, you can get a Pride Wrestle Talk t-shirt. 100% of the profits go to uh, Stonewall, a, uh, yeah, a charity. A charity. do that. Eternal Blue, as I've stated before, I don't watch WWE as I refuse to give them money. My, excuse me, my reviews come through the IWC and I piece them together. This show doesn't seem more than a two and a half star show. They actually lowered our expectations so low that we say it was four stars. Yes, Eternal Blue. That's exactly, exactly what's happened. That's exactly mm -hmm. what has happened. Uh, Matthew Robinson, did you notice that Jinder Mahal Beers has a big chunk missing out of it? Also wish some of those guys were part of the Money in the Bank qualifier. I don't know. I didn't um, spot that, no. Maurice Robinson, is Flair and Ripley supposed to be lesbians or lovers? I don't think they've given any hint of no. that being part of the story. Nope. I Nope. Uh, Matthew Robinson, I feel like they've already given up on the Eva Marie story. What do you guys think? 100% they have. Clearly they already have. Yeah. HCB, excited for Money in the Bank matches and a good Raw, but odd that Ricochet and Morrison got qualifying matches considering they never win. Also, can you start um, each review from uh, updating us on the Ripley Flair face heel dynamic <laughs> contender for the worst feud of the year? The, 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 the counter would always be boring. Yeah. Just nothing. There's nothing there. There's no character. Uh, Nate S, the lack of star power in the Money in the Bank match seems ripe for a mm. Brock Lesnar return to win the match he's not in again. Ricochet is just there to be the guy to get chucked off the roof. Luke, shoot your shot for AEW Taskmaster. I don't know if you mm. saw this, but Chris Harrington of AEW has just discovered uh, Taskmaster. And it, he said, it's now my mission to do an AEW version of oh Taskmaster. The two things combined. <laughs> Uh, Lord Vortex 5 said, Hi guys, just want to know if you at least liked Alexa Bliss's more aggressive side and if they turned down, tuned down the hypnosis, um, is this the way you is this the way you like Alexa to go uh, with in-ring action was good or are you glad to see her back in the ring? I mean, I said this in my review yesterday um, that her the actually watching her do a wrestle was way better than seeing her drop lights on people. So that was a thumbs up in my book. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I think there is a version of this character that can work without supernatural guffins. And I like watching Bliss wrestle. I feel, I, I feel like it hardly happens the last couple of years. Matthew Robinson, watch WWE change their minds and have uh, Dewdrop and Eva Marie go back to week one after they course correct again uh, as the audience and act as if the audience are idiots. Uh, Dean Barretton said the Miz will get his huge push now as he's in a wheelchair. And Chocobo Kid... And Jogobo Kid said, Karrion Cross will get the Dark Father-esque character if he gets pushed to the main roster. 
because there is, I mean, the report is that Scarlett Bordeaux is getting her own tryout match this Friday, and she wasn't with Karrion Cross for his tryout match that he had on main events. So it looks like that if they do bring them up to the main roster, they may split the act up. Well, we'll see. I hope Scarlett gets to wrestle. You know, like, I think that that would be a good thing. Um, but yeah, I don't want to see them get split up. I just don't see why you would do that to an act that's been very well molded in w in nxt rather but thank so you everybody is for anymore yeah thank you everybody for watching today and thanks uh, for all your very generous ultra chats and mod team as always producer rich uh luke told me a story do you want to tell the story about your is it your cousin's son or something uh how they watch so much youtube oh <laughs> No, it was, um, so my wife told me this story. It's someone that she follows on Instagram. Their uh, their child watches so much stuff on YouTube that whenever like their grandparents then like sort of like you know wave bye to them on camera when they're doing Zoom chats or something, he goes bye, like and subscribe because <laughs> he thinks that's how conversations naturally end. Is you tell someone to like and subscribe. So on that. <laughs> Bye, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Bye bye. Like and subscribe. Please do get your emails in to support at wrestletalk.com. Send us an email. I did get this through from um someone who has named them their email is just called Salty Speakers. Oh, um, now, really, this uh, this feels more like a Friday show thing that me and Denise would do because we get a lot of questions in about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because that's how cool the Friday show is. Um, but apparently, the, um, uh, the salty um, speaker says, I live in Dover, NH, near where Mirage Studios was founded, and they're finally putting in a monument. Just thought I'd pass it along. So the city of Dover put up on their Facebook, this looks like. The city council endorsed an art commission concept plan to install a unique historical marker commemorating the former site of Mirage Studios, the comic book studio that created the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Dover in 1983. The concept plan calls for the historical marker to be incorporated into a custom-designed maintenance hole cover in front of the lot where Mirage Studios was founded on <coughs> Union Street. And they've got a picture of it there. In fact, actually, I'll... I'll share my screen so you can have a little look see they have literally got a manhole cover that is going to have some sort of uh teenage mutant ninja turtle thing on it that's cool that's the best way to honor the turtles exactly uh, i think i still i still don't get it what do you mean you i never really it? i never really got the turtles as a kid no. and it's as like an the adult right age for it though I find them more obnoxious and annoying. They 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 yell a lot. And they're very, yeah. you know, they're very they're all over the place. It's, <laughs> a bit, it's a bit exhausting. Are you not uh, down for the Seth Rogen movie then that's coming out? I haven't heard it. Is this happening? Yeah, Seth Rogen is doing the the next the latest reboot, you know, like the, the, the fourth <sighs> attempt at rebooting mm -hmm. this franchise for the for the movies. Is this that like? Do you just find someone who was part of that clique of actors from the noughties and you give them an eighties project to relaunch? Paul Rudd with Ghostbusters, of course. Yeah, um, no uh, yeah. I mean, well, also, I mean, I've only of got movies, those two examples. Did you see the set photos of Michael Keaton as Batman from the Flash? I movie? did. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the? That's have you seen the super exciting. ones? No. Yeah, like they've got the photo now of like Supergirl 
in the movie as well, like from the set. So this is in Flashpoint. So is she not? Well, what, what no, 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 no it's, not, it's not, not, not Flashpoint. They said that they're taking inspiration from Flashpoint, but this is not a Flashpoint movie. Like how Civil War took inspiration from Civil War, and it was pretty a... much the same thing, just with a a slight fundamental retweak. It is not a it's not a Civil War adaptation. It's just in taking inspiration from. It. I believe that's what Andy Muschietti has been saying. The, as well. the, the, Luke, the the actress who's playing Supergirl is a brunette. Well, yeah. You can't cast people who don't look well, exactly like the character in the comics. This I, is outrageous. I just she hasn't love even the dyed idea. her hair. She is spitting <laughs> in the face of me. I also, yeah, I, 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 I just love the idea that this is, you know, in Michael Keaton's Batman world, either he, he is Thomas Wayne or he is the Bruce Wayne from the Michael Keaton movies. And just in that world, there wasn't a Superman. There was only ever a Supergirl. Or is it just a case mm. of like in their version, in that universe, they did do a Batman v Superman and Superman didn't get resurrected. And now we've just got Supergirl replacing him instead. I, I'm super excited about that film. I want it to take place in a universe where the Zack Snyder movies never happened. I think this oh, yeah. is quite a yeah. I think this is quite a, a good way to retcon out all of the stuff we've had so far. <laughs> it's like it's a it's a weirdly specific new dimension where Aquaman happened, Shazam happened, mm -hmm. Wonder Woman happened with with all the cast, all the castings. And Ben Affleck is still... Oh, no, you need our pats, don't you? Yeah. Well, Ben and, Affleck and, and, is also a Batman from somewhere else. I was going to say, well, it's... Benny Affleck is in Flashpoint. The Flashpoint, I've even I've said it now, is in the Flash movie, uh, reprising his role of the Batman. So how does our pats fit into all of this? Is he young, well, that's Ben a, Affleck? That's a, different, that's a different pocket universe, isn't it? That's just... That was like... <sighs> see, the problem was, is that was when Warner Brothers realised that they didn't want to do an extended universe, so everyone was just making different movies like Joker, but now they've changed their mind again and want to start doing connected movies. But the problem is they've mm. already greenlit a load of the other stuff that's already being made. I can empathise with Warner Brothers. I think by the end of the year, I will have done a complete 360 on the youtube strategy and just merged everything into one even no rolls barred i'm gonna put no rolls barred onto wrestle talk Could it's hard be. to be consistent with the big things it is isn't it it is hard to be consistent uh also speaking of consistent thank you so much to kevin's 85 for leaving a review on apple podcast that said always the loveliest and most consistent time with the wrestle talk boys and girls a hard recommend thank you so much please do get in your ratings and hard recommend podcast. yeah hard recommend Damn. um so get those in on apple podcast i don't think you can leave reviews on spotify but if you can do that there also follow us on both apple podcast and spotify if you're still listening at this point get in your emails to support at wrestletalk.com hey guess what next week aew's back on a wednesday night yes Come on, yes. I'm looking forward to that Saturday show as well. It looks stacked. Yes, we have got AEW reviews coming back next week. I'm so excited, so happy for them to be back. But until then, take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.